Hello, everyone, and welcome to Our Empowered Voices. This is Kay Walker with my podcast partner, Sandy Evenson. We're here to bring you stories, stories of women in different phases of their life, stories that share the ordinary miracles of ordinary women that become extraordinary to someone listening to them, stories of empowerment. I welcome you to come sit with us and listen. Hey everyone, welcome to our second season of our Our Empowered Voices, our podcast. This is really fun. This is really exciting for us. Today I've got Sandy with us and so we're just going to chat. I'm going to ask her some questions, but I just wanted, to, wanted you to get to know her, some of the things that she's done this year. Let her, let her tell us about it and you can put comments ask more questions. I'm sure she's got more answers. So that's what we're about today. And we'll also talk a little bit about some of the stories and some of who we want to bring on to share with you. And again, as always, comment. And if you want to be with us and share a story, we would love that. All right. Welcome, Sandy. Hi. Hey, how are you doing, Kay? It's good to be here. I'm doing well today. And you? I'm, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Um, you know, before we got on, you said you felt like you were in the middle of a snow globe with everything going on around you. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a, a really good analogy. Um, and I'm just going to, you know, segue slightly to tell you about this because it, it does have to do with what we'll talk about. And, um, you know, one of the things I'm doing is going off into my woo-woo side a little more. Um, to actually embrace it and say, you know, um, I, I've leaned these directions for a long time and I'm just learning how to um, connect with the universal consciousness with spirit in different ways. So um, as I know, you know, but most others don't is I'm just beginning um, in Oracle school and it's been really fun in a way, kind of reminding me about things I've already learned, but also looking at things in a different way. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I wanted to share is that this week we talked about this whole experience of powerlessness, Mm -hmm. of living in a pandemic. Um, But we feel this shift in the air in humanity. And I think that's a lot about what you and I are about with this podcast and why we keep striving to share stories. And, um, but it's human nature for us to be looking for a threat that, you know, what's next? We're really worried a lot. And it's just a tendency of the way we engage with the outer world is to look for what's wrong. And it's really very natural. Um, but it's an emotional, energetic thing that we want to avoid. And I know you and I have talked about that, that we stay sort of above the fray, that we don't get sucked down in, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's hard. Um, But the most important message here is to begin by recognizing that we've never been left hanging by the divine throughout our life. Like even in the midst of crap, (laughs) we have not been left. Sometimes we feel that way. Um, So I thought it was kind of a good synchronicity 
that we decided to do these interviews of each other just to allow people to get to know us a little better before we dive into all our other stories and all of our other interviews. And because that's what we're working on throughout this particular period of this school, um, sort of in the background of everything else we're working, we're working on our synchronicity moments in our life mm-hmm. and looking at them as the defining moments, the things that like, we didn't plan something, but it prevented us from getting into trouble okay. or um, it opened doors we wouldn't have looked for uh-huh. uh, or bring us through these extraordinary things and sometimes very painful things to learn from them and to have some sort of awareness on the other side of it. And uh, it's like in life, it's, you know, what coincidences, which, you know, uh, yes, yes. really are none, right? But those things, those moments that happen that change us. And one of the suggestions was to kind of look at where you are now and sort of go back. Um, like where, how did you get where you are right now? And mm-hmm. each time you can go all the way back to your childhood on those moments that really change the trajectory, those choices that we took or didn't, somebody else might've made them for us. Um, and you know, I look at where I am right now and think I would have never, ever expected to be here. So, you know, for you listeners, I am in Upper Western New York, Rochester, New York. And I was born and raised an hour and a half from here in Niagara Falls. And I've lived in the South for a long time. And I never, ever thought I would come back North ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and through some really interesting defining moments. (laughs) I have been um, blessed with this uh, new later in life relationship that is absolutely beautiful. And I've moved to be with this man who is amazing. And I'm up here, you know, doing my coaching business and working on other things. And this is what I mean, though, is to kind of look at where we are now and how we got here, and the things that we've been through. And if I look at the tumultuous times I was going through, um, not understanding, but just plotting through one day at a time, actually one hour at a time, some points Mm -hmm. of how do I get through this? And like, what the heck (laughs) am I going to do? So there's always this interesting synchronicity with like loss and gain the opportunity to change my story. And what I just want to say is I was living in this story of victimhood, Mm -hmm. of people pleaser, of that kind of thing. And, you know, uh, it's just that thing, that that story of where we've come from, even the origin story, who we grew up with, how how we were raised, those beliefs we took on to get us. I mean, I fell into the victimhood because I had those beliefs in me. Yeah. And, you know, one of the strongest, strongest things I keep hearing from different ways, in different ways, from different coaches, from different studies, is the idea of, I think a lot of women do this, maybe a few men, but we, we have been defined by our loyalty Mm-hmm. to either to our tribe or you know I was very very loyal to uh, my relationship and it's like 
we just think if we could love somebody into their healing. Yes. And it is the yes. thing that we cannot do. And you hear that. You hear that about, you know, um, alcoholics and addicts. They have to go down. They cannot be saved by anybody but themselves. Uh, and as I've been learning this, it's like the one thing is like, do not try to deny someone their bottom. Yeah. You know, so that's kind sure. of like where I am. I don't know. I'm all over the map with exactly that, but it's just so eye-opening if we take the time to just look at the moments when things shifted in our life for one reason or another. Yeah, that's so true. And that we do want to love that person into the kind of life we want for them. Mm -hmm. and, and we can't, it, we have to allow them to take their own journey, what, where, yeah. wherever they are, whatever they are. And right. it's very difficult to allow a person to take their own journey because mm -hmm. sometimes we think we know better. And maybe we do, but we don't know better for them. Yeah. Which, I just well, think and I found myself really diving down the rabbit hole, down going deep, uh, being pulled in, like, oh God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get lost too, you know, in this tremendous yeah. vortex of someone going down and you try and help them. And it's, you know, learning that we have to teach people how to treat us and how to how to set our boundaries and I'm no longer willing to tolerate that in myself yeah. and in others, you know? Yeah. And that's, yeah. sometimes that's hard, but as we learn it, it gets easier. And so mm. as you were talking about that, and as we were talking about the snow globe and being in all of that and, and you saying, staying above the fray, it, it's the line to one of my songs that I, that I love when you walk through a storm, keep oh, your head up high. Yeah. And don't be afraid of the storm. So they go on with that, but you can just, you can take as much of that in as you can. And it's a practice. It's a daily mm -hmm. practice. Right. We fall in the ditch. Right. But, but we do have storm now. And we had storm. I had storm four years ago. I had storm two years ago. Mm -hmm. And there was just stuff. And mm -hmm. it's like you say, it's hard not to work with that other person and come down and but just what you said about having your own boundaries, having, having the way you want you to be and live, holding your head up. Yeah. Doesn't mean we can't acknowledge that it's tough, but yeah. just, yeah. I yeah. It's, it's a fascinating thing and that we all have our different things that we go through. And, um, you know, thinking about my life, I think, I, I took on this persona that I was given, I, you know, uh, the, the program belief that I was small and weak and couldn't do things and that kind of stuff. And it was, you know, pretty comfortable fit for me throughout a lot of my childhood and then through life. But I would make these different decisions that when I look back on them, I think, oh my gosh, there was this strong person in me that I was, my subconscious had it. But I didn't, I wasn't really aware of it. So, you know, I'm seven years old and I decide instead of walking home to, from school, because I lived pretty close at the time, second grade, I got on a bus with a girlfriend in, in class uh -huh. 
she's naive too. We're both seven for heaven's sakes. Even though um, the Catholic church told us we knew right from wrong. <laughs> there you go. We didn't, we were pretty naive about like, oh, I'm just going to go home with her. Well, she got on a bus, a school bus and lived way out. Cause that's what school buses were for. Yes. She's like lived way out in a big house. And I was just so impressed with this great big house. Is that, you know, I, we lived in a, a smaller, you know, low income kind of place. And uh, of course people were looking, <laughs> my parents were looking for, you. for and they had no idea where to find us. And I don't remember the whole story. I remember being with her and having fun. And I guess her mom came home <laughs> or somebody realized we were there and thought, hmm. and uh, little by little, you know, there were only landline phones then and stuff, but I guess yes. I figured out how to get in touch with, you know, and I think, well, that was one. And, you know, years later, I'm about to go off to college. And this is really crazy. I was ready to enter RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology in Rochester, New York, where I live now. Like, let's come full circle. I wasn't ready to come here then, obviously, because uh -huh, I, uh -huh. I, I made this segue and I went in the army um, and just like spent three years in the military. Like who does that when you're um, literally, they told me to eat five bananas to come up to the weight they thought I should be at my five foot, five foot one, two, whatever I was, uh -huh. uh, to be 90 pounds. I was like, wait, oh 85 pounds. And I went in the army, you know, this is during Vietnam guys, you know, yeah. this crazy stuff that we do, you know, I just think about these things and uh, how circumstances create different scenarios for us. They do, they do for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh, Sandy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love that little seven-year-old. And I also know the feeling of mom, of where are they? I had some of that a little bit with my daughter, even in, in junior high, she did one of those things of mm -hmm. just oh, yeah. the kids were going in into the city and they were going in with a mom, right? Mm -hmm. So that's safe. But we hadn't talked about it. I didn't know. Yeah. And it's, yeah. th those are those are defining moments for oh, kids, God, heck yeah. for parents. Yeah, shoot. And I was a senior in high school. Uh, it's in the fall. They do this thing. Uh, I went to an all girls Catholic school, uh, which was really very beneficial. I got to say education and uh, I would have been eaten alive in the big public high school. I know for sure. Right. Yeah. But, you know, uh, my girlfriends, uh, I had a best friend and then we had these two other girls that we hung out with and we were supposed to go on this like uh, trip, uh, sort of a field day kind of thing with the nuns off to this play on the farm kind of stuff. It was, it was always a lot of fun, but we missed the bus to go. We got there too late. And so one of these other girls said, well, let's go to Buffalo. And we, we hitchhiked and started going to Buffalo, which is a half an hour away. Okay. Well, we're doing so well getting this ride that the girls decide, well, let's just keep going. And we, we hitched a hundred miles away from home. Oh and my then gosh. we were in the Allegheny mountains and <sighs> we had, we forgot about getting back. And there's a whole nother story for another time that I can share about that because a hundred miles out. Yeah. A hundred miles out. <laughs> Talk about that. 
yeah. in the and afternoon. Mm-hmm. Hitchhiking. It turned, yeah. turned out okay. to be night, though. And um, yeah, some crazy, crazy stuff went down. Okay, but, well, know, we're going to have to hear about things. that later. Yes. <laughs> think about those things. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There we go, yeah. And uh, I can give you one more um, synchronicity moment where uh, I, I was with the man who would become my husband. I moved to Wisconsin with him. He was going back to school after getting out of the army and uh, he was in Vietnam and all that. So he was going back to school and I could not get a job. I was a medical technician in the hospital lab and I couldn't get a job because they weren't recognizing the military training. Uh-huh. I had already worked for the Red Cross in DC in their lab and all this stuff. I had a lot of experience, but I didn't have the degree yet. And so okay. he was going to school to get the degree. And I was, you know, isn't that typical now when I think about it? Yes. I'm following the man, right? Yeah. So anyway, I couldn't get a job and I was waitressing for something. And my neighbor, a young girl, was checking out beauty schools in Madison and said, I, she was looking into that and I thought well that's been a hobby let me check that out uh-huh. so um, I did and I got the GI Bill to go to school so I actually went to school during the day waitressed at night could never remember if I needed a white uniform or a black one there you go what day I was waking up on but yeah. um, I was able to combine my love of science and art and became a hairstylist and discovered hair color and just never looked back. It was way more profitable, first of all. And mm-hmm. I could create mm-hmm. my, own, my own life with that. So again, I would have never, particularly back in the 60s, we never went to a hairstylist. We, our girlfriend did our hair. Oh, you sure. Know, we, you know, we didn't ever believe in that, you know? It was just kind of a craziness. Yeah. You know, and here I am a coach. Like there's, we could do a timeline for many, many days, Kay. (laughs) You and I both, you and I both about stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. That's great to hear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I spent 40 something years behind the chair and loving every minute of it. Uh You know, I actually, I had in my mind for several years, okay, what's going to be next? I got to plan my, because I, I haven't planned to live a very long, long life. Oh, <laughs> like, what yeah. am I going to do? And I know that I can stand here forever. I'm very much in shape. I can keep my arms in the air. I love what I'm doing. But I wanted some more freedom um, mm-hmm. to do more things, to do writing, to travel, to volunteer even, you know, but also have an income That's right. as well. It's kind of, yeah. Why I became a coach was that was part of it. Yeah. Well, and this year, this year I've I've seen you do a lot and up level and be in be in community with uh, working with people, interviewing. Um, I don't think there were podcasts, but you but but you've been in a couple of groups where you've even led some of the uh content talk yes i have i've been a guest on a couple of them they were zoom calls uh reach outs to the community one of them is an actually is an organization um within the great lakes area and they service caregivers of 
uh, people who are taking care of um, uh, people with dementia, Alzheimer's, that kind of thing. And I have that experience as well. I was a caregiver for my uh, late husband. And so I know the frustrations and the anxiety mm -hmm. and everything about that. So I did a um, hour long workshop to teach these people. I had 23 people, I think that were on there. Um, and I taught them how to deal with it by using tapping, the uh -huh. emotional freedom technique that you and I use in our coaching. It's probably one of the best mind body tools you could ever find to help you downregulate your anxiety or any other emotional issues you have. So I taught them how to do that. I took them through some processes and sent them some freebies as well. And then I did the same thing on another group. Um, actually, one of my, she's, she's a friend slash client, um, and I took her through some coaching. And I'm just so proud of her and what she's doing in her business. But she had me on her live Saturday workshop to do mm -hmm. a similar thing, but we did it around money. And um, so we did it around the family paradigm, your earliest beliefs that you took on. Mm -hmm. um, and that was fascinating to do with them and they loved it. So yeah, they've been some really just reach outs for during these times and yes. making connection with people and helping people out. Oh yeah. And that's been so important mm -hmm. during, during this time. Right. And, I, and I know that you've also worked in other areas. So with cosmetics and with. Well, yeah, you know, um, as I've said, I, I was hairstylist, colorist for, I think I just think I figured out it was about 44 years, yeah. which is insane because I didn't go to school till I was 24. So <laughs> add that up. Um, but um, so in that realm, I, I specialized in hair, but I did do uh, makeup. I studied skincare and all that stuff just to keep up with it. And um, so I taught that as well. And so recently I've been uh, pretty much prodded into doing this new project of an online course, um, combining my years of expertise and experience in the beauty industry with my coaching. Mm -hmm. So um, I realized that a lot of people out there, particularly coaches or people who are working with others with the service, need to be visible. They need to get their faces in front of the camera and do video or do lives. It is the way to be seen and to build your business. Um, and then I also have clients even who like me are ready for a new relationship. They've been single mature women mm -hmm. for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and so they're looking for that and they are not ready to put themselves, you know, like change their photo on their Facebook page or even get on there or to yeah. put themselves out to meet people. Uh, in one way or another, right? Um, yes, and yeah. So, and then I have some other people who are just, I'd really like to look decent when I'm on Zoom with my family, or maybe they are in a business call, but a lot of them are just to help me look good. So I have created this course. It's it's It'll be ready today as far as putting the course together. Mm -hmm. And next week I'll start working on 
the sales page, the emails, the promotions that'll okay. go into social media as well. So it's yeah. almost there. I'm just so All excited, right. but I, um, I'm calling it the, uh, empowered confidence on camera course. And nice. it's the three, three keys I've put together the technical stuff that we hate because most of us, again, mature people, we, have not grown up with technology and it's, it's a, like a scary thing. We don't even want to address mm-hmm. it like that. So there is a lot of, I don't know how around doing a video or doing your photos in a good way. Yes. Um, so um, that within that key, I've put together what I've learned myself. And I decided, okay, I need to learn how to do this and figure it out to do it easy. So I have that. And then I do the um, outer image of combining the makeup, um, hair, and wardrobe. So mm-hmm. um, I have two videos on makeup where I'm talking about it, and then one that's actually a demo where I get vulnerable enough to start with no makeup and uh, put it on. Yes, and it's it's a process that takes me about five minutes, okay. but it's, the video is actually about twenty, twenty three, something like that minutes because of course I'm talking and teaching, but sure. Um, and then I have a PDF um, in there with everything I've used and recommend. And there's even a discount code that I was given because, holy, that I had forgotten about this synchronicity thing. I was chosen to be one of the brand ambassadors for Boom by Cindy Joseph. The, yes, uh, I remember. Skincare that. cosmetic company. So I've done some videos for them and uh, they have given me a, um, a code for a discount for people who want to try it's mm-hmm. a very, very simple, more, more skincare than, than makeup, but it's um, one of those easy things. So I have that. And then the, I think the secret sauce, the secret ingredient is the mind body part of it, the dealing with the inner critic, the uh-huh. part of us that has all the data on why we can't do it or shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. you know, the, I'm too old. I'm not thin enough, pretty enough, good enough. I, what am I going to say? I have actually a segment in there about what, what are you going to say? I have a segment about your, um, your outer image as you present your, your body language, your verbal, nonverbal mm-hmm. type of communication. I have, I put all of that in there. There's a, a lot of videos, a lot of bonus audios using the tapping method to break through all the fears that come up or anything that um, and a PDF with each section that has all the easy step-by-step things. And I've created a private Facebook group that when you purchase the course, you can get in there um, and interact and be supported. And I can have some bonuses in there as well. But, you know, uh-huh. urging people on to go ahead and try these things, uh, learning how to set it up so you, you're not disappeared down here in yeah, the screen. Right. Yeah, you know yeah. all those different things about um how to use your window for lighting all sorts of stuff but you know trying these things out um and sharing that in the community there you know creating our own little tribe of people who want to do this and learn mm-hmm. uh, where i can be supportive but everybody can interact you can put your own video up there um and practice and so I thought I would do a, an upgrade for people um, when they buy the course where they can add in um, one-on-ones where we maybe we do a before and after okay. kind of thing where I do a before 
one-on-one to help you individually see your face shape and hair and what mm-hmm. you do, how your, how's your background, all that stuff. Um, and then, and after, uh, you know, shoot me a video, let me see it. Um, and then we'll do a one-on-one with that. So yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You know, you guys out there can let me know. Uh, well, what you're I'm, thinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited because we, we did a little bit. I did a little tiny bit of this with, with you as you were yes. starting to pull things together for the course. And then um, mm-hmm. I'm going to take the course. So that will be fun. I'm yeah, very excited. So, yeah. you know, I never actually, Kay, never thought about doing this because initially when I became a coach, I thought, okay, my target audience, my niche is going to be those salon owners and managers and people who are individually uh, renting their chair, you know, that sort of stuff. And nope, that didn't happen. Uh As I I did niche interviews with owners, what they wanted was education for their staff. They were just so wanting to help them um, that they didn't, they didn't see that they could have help in that, you know, being stuck in their profitability within their salon, their income, et cetera. So, you know, I had to sort of put that aside and think, okay, and, and really, truly, my, my clientele grew from a whole nother segue segment. And um, so when Ray, my partner, first of all, suggested, you know, you're so passionate about that and you're so good at it, mm-hmm. really, you can combine it because, and really, if you think about it, you guys know when you go to the salon or even if you're getting your nails done and sometimes even with skincare, but most of all with hair, when you're sitting in that chair, you tell us things. You don't tell anybody else. And it's, you know, your spouse, your best friend, your counselor, your therapist, your priest. You don't tell anybody what you tell us. And, you know, I called it the sanctity of the chair when people could be comfortable and open up. And yeah. uh, I was so amazed. I could just put my hand on their shoulder and upchuck their whole life. I just met them. Mm. they've got all these wants and needs and um, feel like if their hair just looks good, they could make it through, you know? (laughs) And I realize it's the kind of the one thing that you can control in your life. That's right. You know? Yeah. And so um, in, in instances of when people, when women would have cancer, I I helped them through that, you know, with um, something called look good, feel better, where we helped with hair loss and, head coverings and wigs and makeup and that kind of stuff too. But the idea of, I started training as a coach and very early on in the training, not only am I going through my own transformation, which you have to do to hold that space for anybody else. Right. I realized I've been coaching my whole life from behind the chair. Yes. I just didn't have the means. I had I ethically I could only recommend a few things, mm-hmm. a book, or please see a therapist, you know, um, or yeah. get counseling. And, you know, I, that experience through all those years with, you know, being with people literally for every important event of their life and for many, many years, many of them, you know, so it was oh, yeah, just, uh, yeah. kind of eye-opening that I realized that, oh, yeah. I am a really good listener, first of all. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, those big pieces of of that, of compassion, of empathy, of being yeah. there. Because yeah. they feel it, they know it. So they can look beautiful and feel beautiful, right? After, 
after a session in the... Okay, you're starting to break up. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah. you were just you were just kind of in and out a little bit there. Okay. Was that on your end or mine? Could have been mine. Don't know. Could have okay. been mine. Well, we'll just yeah. wait and see. I can switch my internet if I need to or whatever. Yeah. Okay. 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 And I can take that little tiny piece out. So we'll just have yeah. one little break and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fabulous. That's that's what we need to do. You've been doing it and now you are mm -hmm. moving into your coaching and coaching back with right. people in that industry of the chair. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. And you know, you know how things happen. Um, it's always that that one of my favorite quotes of when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And uh, I, I was living through a tumultuous time. It was really pretty crazy. And when I felt like the world was falling down around me, I was introduced to, uh, first of all, Nick Ortner from mm -hmm. the Tapping Solution. Uh, and I learned about how to use that tapping right away, which really helped me get a good night's sleep the first time I tried it. And then very quickly after introduced, and I think it was through him, uh, introduced to Margaret Lynch Ranieri and uh, her processes. And I, I, I bought one of her programs and I have to tell you, it saved my sanity because I was traveling back and forth from home to the hospital to the ICU in the trauma mm -hmm. center, uh, or um, there was a progression of a couple of weeks there, then a step down for a couple more weeks, and then into the hospital rehab for a couple more weeks, and then into assisted living and hospice and all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was just yeah. like one foot in front of the other every hour at a time. And that introduction to the tapping process, but also, you know, that was getting me through the moments. I mean, I literally would be uh, surreptitiously tapping while talking to doctors and nurses and that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. right? yes. um, and that kind of thing. But then also because of my commute at the time, there, there were th this time to just listen to Margaret go through the processes of de diving deep into why we take on things in our childhood and why we do certain things and recognizing our inner self, the birthright power of that energy that we have is still there. It is. And so I was gaining that uh -huh. at the same time I was dealing with this crazy frenetic uh -huh. stuff, you know, it was like yeah. nuts, 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 nuts. And then, you know, getting into the actual coach training when I decided I made that decision, the gift of, my husband, who was supposed to die, like really, literally almost died four times, came out of hospice. He, he had a, a recovery, came out of the assisted living and was at home. And because of that, I was able to do this course. I worked during the day. I got on the computer and uh, listened to recordings. I could rarely do the calls live, but I had all this other mm -hmm. stuff I had to work on. Mm -hmm. I was able to train with another coach in training on my day off, often in my car. Uh, um, but I was able to get these things done while being a caregiver, you know? So mm -hmm. just all the things that I was learning in day-to-day -day life, as well as the coach training just has changed me forever. Yeah. yeah. And it speaks to 
that that strength. So there's intention and what you want. And even with the storms going on and all the craziness and chaos, sometimes when when we know what we want, and even if it's not clear in our brain, and sometimes it is clear in our brain, mm-hmm. but it, it's a lot of times it's in our body. And, and we really want that. And we just, we just keep working towards it. Just yeah. take, taking a step yeah. at a time and dealing with the mm-hmm. chaos, dealing with the storm. And so it's a beautiful example of just, yeah. I'm going to do this. Just keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, um, it's kind of interesting. You know, um, a best friend of mine was, was on the phone with me early on and she said, I don't know, I don't know how you're doing this. I would just go crazy. I said, well, that is one of the choices. I said, I can go crazy. I can walk away or I can put one foot in front of the other. And to me, that was the only option. And it was, it was the, um, training with Margaret and you, because you were part of that team and uh, learning that process that helped me keep the crazy away, at least sure. obey, at bay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And, and Sandy, it's also what you just said. You were talking to a friend and she, oh. you're right. You're so you're sharing stories and she's saying, oh my gosh, I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. And this seems so big. I would just go crazy. And you're right there with her. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And saying yeah. that's an option. But I'm choosing this other, not out of anything, not out of self-righteousness, mm-hmm. not out of I'm right. better. It's just, this is what I've got to do. And she heard that. Yeah. So she gets to take that in. And it's like, oh, Sandy did that. I can do what I need to do. Yeah. What- and actually, since then, she ran into some really severe, severe trauma. And uh, she's one one day at a time with that you know so I'm sure she she did you're right that's interesting I hadn't thought about it that way but but it's but it's uh, it's true it's that sharing stories with Mm -hmm. each other yeah um it's not it's not giving advice and it it's just like well yeah it's dialoguing and yeah you're right this was hard and this is what I did and Mm -hmm. you know that that other person there's so much value and that's where for me you know, we, we, we talk about empowerment and we want to share our stories and that's what we're, that's what we're doing here, but I can't empower you. You can empower you, but we, but we can, but we can share and we can talk. And that's, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I think that's, you know, to show others how to empower themselves, how to, how we did it, how we're doing it, and how um, we all have the capacity to do that, to know that it is within you. Right. And, and I, th- and that example you just gave, I, I think that you were there for each other, right? Mm-hmm. And you, yeah. and you allowed her to hear that. And she chose whatever empowerment she chose. Yeah. So we've been friends since we were in seventh grade. Wow. She, by the way, is the one who thought it was okay for us to go with these other two girls and stick oh. our thumbs out <laughs> and get <laughs> and go hitchhiking yeah. so yeah we've we've got a history there for sure a lot of yeah. story yeah, yeah. good good <laughs> wow so so what do you think for this year what do you think we're we're talking with a lot of women right now some of our coaches some of our friends mm-hmm. 
what what do you see as some of the stories that are going to come through? What do you want to hear about? Yeah, as I, you know, I've been thinking about that because the other thing I want to do when I get my course out is to do a group program. And I've been thinking that very same question, what's everybody really wanting to support each other with? And, mm -hmm. and, you know, what do you want to build within yourself and how, and how do you want to be in a community to share, which is exactly what we do here. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I think it's a lot about the resilience Mm -hmm. of the strength of women um, and not just women. And we've said this before, you know, you supportive guys can come in too, but it's, it's really for a lot of the women who have stepped up and kept the family going, yes. kept, stepped up and kept everybody, uh, you know, let's just build your little nook over there and you do your schooling over there in that side of the living room. Okay, and you can go over there and do your work from, <laughs> from home thing over there. <laughs> and oh yeah, by the way, we have this or that. Oh, and we have you know elderly relatives. Um, grandma can't be seen. We can do a drive-by. <laughs> right. And that kind of stuff. And then there's you know uh, the tremendous amount of care going out, uh, not just the um, essential workers in, in the medical field and the firemen and policemen and teachers, etc. The people who are reaching out to help others by setting up um, a food bank or a mm -hmm. drive in, okay, everybody bring food in your trunk and we're going to share that with people who don't have anything. You know, there's so much of that happening and it's being seen and recognized more than ever before. Even yeah. though there's upheaval and unrest. And I think that's the other part to share is like, how did you live in that moment? You were right there in that neighborhood or you were yeah. watching it on the television. And where did your mind go? And how are you now? How can we yeah. support each other in this time? Exactly. I think there's big stories there. Yeah. And with... the other thing I've learned is I think it's 60% of the women who have uh, maybe had jobs before or have been home without, 60% are looking for a new direction, a new way, setting up their own business or doing something different. Mm -hmm. And I think there's gonna be a lot of stories around the decisions that are made around that and what people are doing and how we can support each other that way. That's, That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, I know we have people we're talking with. I would love it if people contacted us to share oh, a story. So true. I would so love that. I just want to meet new people, hear from you, talk about this. We can have people on one at a time, a couple people with the stories. Yeah. I just want to keep sharing this and hearing yeah, about it. Absolutely. I think there's definitely a need to do that. We call this our empowered voices for a reason, giving you a place to speak your truth, mm -hmm. to uh, be vulnerable. Uh, this is where everybody can safely cry if they want to, and just know you don't cry alone if I'm around. Um, <laughs> it's just well known. There's an old line in uh, 
uh, Dolly Parton played in Steel Mag was it Steel Magnolias? What about the they were in the hair salon. Okay. And um, she says nobody cries alone in this salon. <laughs> and you know, I used to say that over and over again behind my chair. Yeah. So you know, uh, I think that's a, this is the place to share everything, all the emotions. Are you angry? Are you really upset about the way things are going? Or are you disappointed? Are you frustrated? Are you finding joy? We, yes. we have some, definitely some women out there right now. I'm in like three groups right now that are all spreading joy. Yes. And how do we do that? How do we find it in the moment every day? Mm -hmm. All of those things. That's that true. That's, that's part of it. We have to have it. We have to yeah. have it shared. Yeah. Yeah. I have to hear it from you. And where yeah. are you in the world? Because, you know, you and I uh, coach people uh, in different countries. Mm -hmm. So there is nowhere. This has been a global trauma. Uh, and I think it's important that we all come together because we're never going to be the same. We're realizing the world is small. Many That's of us true. have said that for a long time. I now, know. Now we know. And That's what I, I want to say, too, is that if we've had resistance about all of it, want to stick our head in the, under the covers, it's like to remember we're kind of like a flower growing. And when it has to burst through the bulb and through the earth and through, there's a lot of trauma there. And there's this like beauty going on. So if we're struggling, it just means we're in it. We're in it. it, it we, we are not wrong. We're just growing. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I want to hear it. And we need each other mm -hmm. just for that support, just to be held. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So stay tuned, everybody. Yeah. We this want is you. We want to hear from you. We do. This was great, Sandy. Thank you so much. And oh, we will be back with another story, More another stories. person for you to meet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's your turn, guys. Okay, sending you love and joy with grace from our Empowered Voices. Sandy, thanks. Bye. And thanks for joining Sandy and me on our Empowered Voices. We love bringing you these stories of ordinary women that are strong and extraordinary, strong with their own empowerment and wanting to reach out and share themselves with their stories, to connect in this world with the rising shared energy of love and miracles. We so appreciate you being with us. Let us know what you feel listening to these stories. And we'd love to see your comments on our Facebook page. So you can also let us know of your own empowered story. Thank you and bye for now.